You are listening to the Think Brick Australia podcast. Think Brick Australia represents the clay, brick and paver manufacturers of Australia. Brick by Brick, our podcast will discuss technical information and architectural case studies with special guests. I'm your host, Elizabeth McIntyre, the CEO of Think Brick Australia. On today's podcast, it's my absolute pleasure to welcome back Michael Congress, and we're discussing today why would you use brickwork in landscape? I'm sure most of us are familiar with some brick steps, but Michael's here to elaborate a little bit more on that. Welcome, Michael. Thank you, Elizabeth. I guess I'd start by saying why not? Bricks are durable. They last a long time. They're low maintenance. And when we think about landscaping, we're thinking about open spaces, outdoors, and so bricks are the perfect building material to utilise in a range of landscaping uh, opportunities. So when we're thinking about how we're going to use bricks in landscape, what sort of planning do you want to think about? You want to think about, I guess, the land that you're using. So what comes to mind is if it's undulating or sloped and how we can utilise bricks to maybe as a retaining wall to level that land out to maximise our space. If it's in in a residential application, how close our neighbours are, if we need privacy screens, and how it's going to tie into the overall aesthetic in a residential application, the house, or in a sort of an outdoor park, recreational area, how it ties into the existing landscape. Because with the variety of shapes and colours, you can really sort of create these unique spaces that aesthetically tie into the uh, surrounding landscape. Look, we did mention how easy it is to maintain, and I think we've already discussed this with Brick, but I know a lot of us have had brick paving driveways and and really it's maybe getting some of the roots out or with a high pressure cleaner but I know even my own next door neighbor the previous owners the actual owners used to work for PGH there's brick everywhere but they really cleverly used this dividing fence and sort of put some of those hollow bricks not necessarily breeze blocks but the plants have come through and they look really beautiful and one application of bricks in sort of a private screen is hit and miss so a hit and miss brickwork is a really good way of like we've talked about in the past, creating that dividing wall. And so you've got that privacy, but still allowing light and air to flow through so it doesn't feel as monolithic as a as a full brick wall. If we sort of look at where to find fancy brickworks and then some of the different ways that we could look at walls, I guess I probably wanted to start off with maybe the staggered wall and maybe if you can try and articulate that. Yeah, so one of the most common applications of bricks in landscaping is fences. So we see fences either in in schools, in commercial buildings, but definitely in homes as well. And so depending on the application, for example, in a house, we might not want to have that brick wall very high because we don't want to take away from the facade of the house. So we can have a low-lying brick wall, but then for a school or an application where we don't want children say coming through we want a higher brick wall to for that security and that and that risk factor so depending on the height of our wall is going to dictate how we design that brick wall and as we go towards a higher brick wall we look at things like corners and piers and undulating walls to as aesthetic ways to reinforce that wall and make sure that it's safe and secure and it's going to stand up So going back to the staggered wall, and I guess the way that I would describe it would be a wall which is kind of indented in one way and then indented out in the opposite direction. What are some of the advantages of that type of wall? So where I've seen architects and homeowners be really clever is that I guess you've got your wall going along your boundary and then as it sort of 
indents in towards the house, using that indent as a bit of a planter box or a garden bed where you can break up the, again, the monolithic aspect of bricks with some either low-lying shrubs or, or trees. And so you've got that security mm. of a brick wall, but you don't have the uniform monolithic nature and you've got the trees and the greenery to break it up. And so it complements the surrounding landscape as well. The other thing I think which we've all experienced is the good old paling fence that is slowly over time linked to one side or the other with strong winds, which apparently don't cover for insurance. I think that that's another benefit of the staggered wall as well. Yeah, and, and that's the beauty of brick. We know it's a rigid structure, it's strong, it's durable, and so once it's up and it's been designed correctly, it's staying exactly where it is. So then when we move on to paving, Michael, and with this is with clay brick pavers, what are your main highlights there for our listeners? You've got a lot of options regarding colours, shapes, textures, but my favourite, and I know it's your favourite too, is laying pattern. Mm. And so depending, again, where that, that pavement is situated, if it's in a residential driveway or along the side of your house or maybe surrounding the pool, you can really sort of play with the textures and the colours to create those unique landscapes. And, you know, over the years we've seen some really amazing entries into the Think Brick Awards and just recently in this year's awards it was quite a beautiful thing that a family had done in memory of their daughter that had passed a beautiful big flower that they'd paved into their driveway. And I think there's no other real material that allows you to do that and incorporate that sort of feature in yeah. such an authentic way. Yeah, and again, the beauty of bricks is when they do do that, it's going to be there forever. It's long-term and, yeah, that'll be a memory that lasts for a long time. Just if we think about the main things around when we sort of laying clay pavers on top, what's going underneath that and then obviously what's the sort of process or breakdown? Like all paving, starting at the top, making sure we've got a fall in it so any rainwater or, or water on the surface is able to be drained off. We're typically laying those pavers on a sand bed and we're filling the joints with sand as well. And then underneath the pavers, we can either put road base or concrete. Again, depends on the application, whether it's trafficked or pedestrian. So just to make sure that whilst we do see the pavers themselves, and that is the architectural feature, that everything underneath that we don't see is structurally adequate so that it lasts forever. And we've gone through the lane patterns before, but I, I always love to talk about lane patterns because they do make such an aesthetic difference. Obviously, the herringbone, which most of us think about in business ways in terms of the herringbone shirt, that's the strongest pattern that there is. What are some others, Michael, that you would sort of suggest? So it's really good, Elizabeth, to reiterate that if you intend to traffic that pavement, that it should be laid in herringbone pattern. But if you've got the outdoor spaces, the recreational areas, we can look at patterns like stretcher bond, which is your typical brick pattern. Great for you, paths. Great for paths. You can look at stack bonding patterns. You can look at basket weave patterns. And then you can look at combinations of both as well. And, I, and I've seen really clever landscape architects which utilise different patterns in different areas to either segregate bike zones from pedestrian zones or pedestrian zones from vehicular zones as well. And then how else do we use brick in our backyards? You know, I touched on it earlier, but I really like when landscape architects use bricks as retaining walls and they don't have to be large retaining walls, but I think to a, a park just near my area in the inner city and what the architect's done there is they've been able to have a sort of a, a slapping park, put a retaining a brick retaining wall up so you've got more usable space, 
but because it's only about 600 high, so sort of to your knees and to your thigh, they've put sort of timber slats on it and it's a bench seat, mm. right? So you've got the functionality of a retaining wall, you've got the aesthetics of a brick, but then you've got people able to interact with it and sit on it. Um, Ticking and, all the boxes. Yeah, mm. so retaining walls and, and in, a, in a residential application, it's the same concept, but I've seen people sort of have that retaining wall and then use that put cushions on top, have it as a bench seat and when you've got the family over for Christmas, you've got that that way to tie into your to, to interact with your backyard. Space. One popular thing I guess to use brick for is places where you like to cook and what are your thoughts on that one? Yeah, and I've seen it a lot so where homeowners and and councils as well have used brick, I guess brick structures to tie in barbecues. I've seen brick pizza ovens. Mm. I've seen brick fire pits in backyards as well in sort of rural properties. But, yeah, I mean, all the properties of bricks, the, the durability, the maintenance, the, the different shapes, colours that we talk about. And when it comes to fire rating, I mean, when they're surrounded by barbecues, pizza ovens or, or fire pits, you know there's not going to be an issue with it degrading over time. It's, it's there. It's there forever. So we started the podcast, Michael, talking around garden steps. That's one of the most popular uses of clay brick in landscape. What do people need to think about if they're going to use a clay brick for steps? Yeah, when it comes to steps, we have to make sure that dimensionally they're within the standards and and the building guidelines. And the beauty of bricks are because they're a modular unit, whether you've got those long treads with small risers or the steeper steps, with bricks you can accommodate for all of them. So just making sure your your treads and your risers are within tolerance. And then obviously what they're sitting on, so the ground below, they're secure, so they're not being dislodged. But Providing that they're secure, bricks make for a really good material when you're designing these large or small or steep landscaping steps. Now, Michael, we've discussed a lot of graphical issues today. And as you know, I always enjoy listening to podcasts whilst I'm walking or doing something else. Where can people go to take a little bit more of a deep dive on brick and landscaping? Yeah, the Think Brick website would be your first point of call. So we've got landscaping fact sheets, we've got landscaping manuals, which talk about all the different types of uses of bricks in landscape that we talked to today so whether it's making sure that fence is proportionally designed or those steps are proportionally designed or retaining walls as well go to the think brick website and check out all the free available material well michael from perfect pathways to fabulous fences to staggering steps the possibilities are endless for using clay brick in your landscape wouldn't you agree absolutely not to mention everyone who loves a beautiful brick barbecue Thanks very much for having me. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please follow, rate and review our podcast. We are always looking for new ways to think brick. If you have an idea of what you'd like to hear about, there's a link in our show notes to let us know.